you are now, drumroll, officially watching season two, episode one of JGT, The James Grage Theory. Yeah, I love it. Which uh, is a name Dennis came up with, which if I were to... Uh, if I were to try to infuse that with some meaning, I would say that it's just kind of what it sounds like. It's, you know, just my theories, my ideas on different topics and sharing stuff that's rattling around in my brain and sharing with you guys because maybe it might be helpful. And that's really the reason why I do this, because as Dennis and I were talking about, I don't enjoy social media. I don't like podcasts. Matter of fact, the more popular podcasts become, the more resistance I have towards them, the more I don't want to do them. Just like the same thing with YouTube, anything else, I just, uh, I guess that's just my nature. If it's if it's trending, I want to go the opposite way, <laughs> do the opposite thing. It was like when Vans became popular, I had to, I had to throw all my Vans out. I just couldn't do it anymore. But we're good at it. So, I mean, that's one of the reasons why I like doing it, because I know we're good at it. So I know people want to listen to you, not so much me, but... We're good at this stuff, so we got to stick with it. Well, it's fun. I mean, so that's – if you were to ask me why I do it since I don't like uh, social media, why do I do it? Because it's a vehicle. It's an opportunity to be able to communicate and share information, and that I do enjoy. I do enjoy you know, being able to help other people or share information or, or even get that feedback too. But you know, that's my main motivation for doing it. I've never asked for anything in return, all the YouTube videos. I never really – you know, it's not like yeah, I was pitching speaking anything. Of, speaking of YouTube, uh, congratulations on 250K. I know we didn't Thank ask you. for it, but we built it and they came. And, and, you know, you're at 250K now. I know you appreciate it. I know we have a we want to make a video for everyone, but this will be the first podcast since you have done 250. So, you know, just wanted to congratulate you on that. Appreciate it's been it. fun kind of watching everything develop in the past, you know, two, three years. And can't wait to see what you come up with in the next year for for YouTube as well so well that's that's some of what I want to talk about today is you know it's the next chapter I've been uh, I've been missing in action on the podcasts and YouTube and been a lot of stuff going on and you know it's not like I feel like I owe anyone an explanation but certainly willing to share why I uh, because I think a lot of the stuff that I've been going through and you know the thought process and you know how I've been kind of like picking myself up by my bootstraps might be helpful to other people but uh, you know, 2018 has been a challenging year. Uh, it started off that way, you know, going back to January when my father passed away and just going through that process, which, you know, he and I weren't, I wouldn't say by my definition estranged, but by other people's definitely considering that he and I just never talked. I mean, I think the last time I talked to him before he passed away was probably two years before. Hmm. Uh, so, you know, there's a lot of, a lot of emotions that go along with that. You know, you tend to have regret you think oh well could I have done more should you know should I've tried harder you know all those unsaid things and you know what there's finality to it that's the crazy thing about death is it's final it's it's done you know there's no do-overs at that point so there there isn't that opportunity uh you know and you know me I'm not I'm not big on regrets I hate regrets I kind of live my whole life that way that's that's my my big picture goal people say you know what are your goals in life well I'm also thinking lifelong goal and my lifelong goal is, you know, to be there at the end of my days and to be able to look back and say, I lived it, you know, I don't have any regrets. I don't have a big laundry list of, you know, coulda, shoulda, wouldas. And, you know, most of that are simple things. They go back to, uh, let's see, Instagram says iPhone storage full, not now. Uh, you know, it's the simple things. It's, it's loving the people around you, you know friends, family, it's, it's getting out there. It's, you know, doing all the things that you want to do 
kind of pulling out all the stops, not letting fear stop you. Because, you know, when you look, when you look back on your life, when, you know, let's fast forward to the end and you look back, you're going to think of all those things that stopped you and say, you know what, those were kind of small. Why did I let that stop me? And uh, so I think that's a, a great way to be able to live your life is to be able to fast forward a little bit because they say hindsight is twenty twenty, right? And right. it usually is. Whatever happens, we can look back and we see it so much more clearly. So what if we do the opposite? What if we fast forward and then imagine how we'll feel and then live our life that way while we have the opportunity, while we still have a chance? Because at the end of our life, we see it so clear. Almost everyone does. Everyone sees it crystal clear, but they just don't have time. Right? It's too late. So, so I'm not real big on regrets, but so going back to it, uh, you know, that happened with my dad and that kind of started off the, <laughs> the tempo of my year. Yeah. Just had a lot of stuff going on. I, uh, it was kind of one of those years that, man, I felt like, you know, life kept punching me in the face. And then when I was down, it was kicking me in the balls and I, uh, you know, we good old life stomping. Yeah. And we all have years like that. Mm-hmm. And, and it's really easy to find yourself in this, this state of mind where you say, God, what did I do? What did I do to deserve this? <laughs> Why does God hate me? Yeah, and the, and the reality is, you know, didn't do anything. Didn't do anything, it's just life. You know, life is, it's, there's a natural ebb and flow of life. You know, we have periods that everything seems to go well, and there's periods where everything seems to go wrong, and it's just how you mitigate, you know, those periods. What's your mindset like? Because it's easy to throw in the towel and just say, okay, I'm, I'm tired, I'm frustrated, you know, I just don't know what to do. And you basically give up. You know, you look at the difference between people that have been through really hard times and they came out the other side versus the ones where it beat them down. It was that. It was a mindset. So, you know, how do you do that, though? It's easier said than mm-hmm. done. And so that's some of what I wanted to talk about today. But, uh, you know, so going back to it, uh, you know, had that happen with my dad. And then just right after, right on the heels, my mom got really sick. You know, she ended up in the hospital, and she had kind of been in and out a bunch of times this year. Uh, and so at first, I thought it was just another, you know, another time. But turned out it was more serious. I had doctors calling me and saying, "Okay, well, you know, what about resuscitation wishes?" And I'm like, "Okay, this is a whole just different- got real, just got real." And you know, unlike my dad, where we weren't that tight, uh, my mom and I were really tight. Uh, not a traditional like mom son relationship. She's not that kind of person. She's, Mm -hmm. she was always a good friend, a good mentor, not much of a mom. She wasn't baking cookies or, you know, doing PTA or any of that. Uh, but a really good friend. And I would almost say like, like a spiritual advisor. I know that sounds weird. And so I was faced with potentially losing her. Matter of fact, I thought it was real. You know, my brother and I, we thought it was done. It just seemed like it was, you know, past that point of return. And that was crazy. So I was flying back and forth, you know, from Florida back out to California. I'd already been back there, you know, three or four times taking care of my dad's stuff. And so it was just like back to back. I'm like, this is crazy. And, you know, having so many other things going on, you know, with the business and, you know, trying to be a dad and, you know, so doing podcasts and YouTube and all that, it just took a back seat. And it's like I've always talked about with priorities. We all have priorities in life. And you have to figure out what those are because you only have room for so much stuff in your life. And these things, you know, they just leapfrog to the top of the priority list. And so things invariably fall off the bottom. And so doing the podcast and doing YouTube and some of these other fun things that I like to do that are optional, 
You know, as much as I liked doing, as much as I liked being consistent, I just wasn't able to do it. Which, you couldn't put the business and the kids down there. So no, no, you know, yeah. I mean, look, those are all tied together, right? It's like my responsibilities here at at the business, not only to my own family, but also to everybody in this building, right? You got to even when you're feeling beat down and you're feeling weak. You got to stay strong and you got to stay strong for the people around you. And, you know, people will say, well, you know, how do you do that when you're just feeling so, you know, so frustrated or scared or, you know, whatever you're feeling. And the simple answer, and this doesn't seem that helpful, it's you fucking suck it up. I'll be honest, man. I didn't know you. I mean, I knew you were kind of going through, you know, you and I are pretty close on you and everything with your dad and your mom. But like you're a you're a tough mofo, man. I didn't really see it there. I know there was some some things kind of happening. We didn't really put the content out there that we usually did, so I kind of knew you didn't have the time. But I didn't know it was wearing on you that much. Maybe that was my me being naive and thinking, well, you've been through a lot of tough shit before. But that doesn't make you, you know, completely, you know, yeah, we bulletproof look, we, at that. Yeah, point. look, we all feel it. I don't care how how prepared you are, what kind of skill set you have for for dealing with stuff. It doesn't mean that you don't feel. You just handle it or react to it differently. So I feel it the same way, but, you know, I put my game face on, you know, put my big boy pants on. You know, what are you going to do? You're going to lay down. You're just going to, you know, lay down and cry about it. I don't have that option. And and what would that do to the people around me? Like imagine with with my wife and my kids if they saw me all of a sudden crumble. When you hear people talk about, you know, someone having like a breakdown that's what it looks like the pressure gets to them and they crumble so I can't have a breakdown I can't crumble in front of them I got to stay strong for them and make them feel comfortable it's not about me at that point it's about them at that point and the same thing here at the business that's what leadership is is to you know to stay strong make everyone else around you feel safe even if you feel like you know the world is like falling in around you you have to stand strong and like I said you know show Put your game face on. Yeah. And so that's a lot of what's been going on. Uh, and then on top of all that, I got crazy sick. Like I rarely gotten sick in my entire life. I think I've gotten the flu a couple times. I can only remember like throwing up once or twice in my entire life. I've just never been the type to get sick. I didn't and, even know you were sick, man, honestly. Man, and I had a lot of people commenting on YouTube and even on Instagram saying, hey, you know, you don't quite look yourself. You know, lost like maybe a little bit of weight or, you know, just not looking well. I legitimately was not well and I couldn't figure out for the life of me what it was. I would come home at the end of the day and I would literally face plant. I just, that was it. And I would fall asleep for an hour and it's not because I was just tired. It's just, I was fatigued. Like my body was physically weak and it just kept getting worse and worse. And then, uh, then it turned into all these stomach problems just, you know, my stomach would get really distended and bloated and I was just in pain, physically in pain. My stomach was killing me and I was weak and just didn't know what the hell was going on. And, uh, you know, I went to the doctor, had, you know, blood work done, had all the tests done, nothing. And uh, so I started doing some research and I'm like, it's got to be something. I mean, you know, this is not one of these things where I'm just going to say, okay, just because everyone says I'm fine and I'm just going to accept this as my new norm that wasn't like a nice healthy norm and that's not and that's the crazy thing like people think about people with like a chronic ache like you know they got like back pain or something and it becomes their norm right it's just like if there's something you can do about it you can't just be accepting of it 
And uh, so I did some research, and, you know, the thing that I thought it was, and I can't say for sure that it was, but I was starting to feel like I had some sort of parasite. And, you know, it kind of all added up, like the weight loss, the, you know, the stomach problems and, you know, the fatigue. So I went ahead and ordered one of these three-month parasite cleanses, and I did that every day, and I really cleaned up my diet, just like ate real basic things, got on heavy doses of probiotics, started uh, doing, you know, even some different cleanses, just trying to uh, simplify everything. You know, you have to be a little bit scientific about it, just change one variable at a time. Long story short, after three months, I finally started to feel better, but man, you know, I hate to admit because it kind of feels like, you know, a sign of weakness. That's why I never, ever told anyone I was ever sick. Like in the 10 years I've been here, I only miss, miss work once for being sick. And it's because I didn't want to get anyone else sick because what, you know, it was super contagious and right. just didn't want, you know, I mean, there's people here with kids and I didn't want them taking right, them right, home. Right, for sure. But so, you know, to admit that I was sick, you know, the, to me, that was a sign of weakness, but that jacked me up. So all these things and, you know, and then there were so many other things that just stacked on top of it. And I was literally starting to feel like I was just getting, you know, sucker punched left and right. You're losing. Yeah, well, you know, not losing, but I definitely (laughs) felt like I was not winning that particular fight. And uh, so that was that was where I was at, Um, you know, and then it was there was one more piece to it, which was just reflecting back on all the content that we've created. So up until this point, this is officially episode one of season two, but it's really episode 29 if we're just to go in order, isn't it? Nope. I can't go off your advice. You messed them all up. We had to go back and renumber all of them. It's 29. So that means we did 28 of these. And in a row. I 28 mean, in a row without missing one. And, uh, and I look back at all the YouTube content and everything that we've created here at BPI. You know, a lot of really cool training content. And some of the stuff at the time when I was doing YouTube, like the advanced training techniques, there wasn't as much of that then. Now it's really, really saturated. And again, knowing me, like when I start seeing everybody do something, I have a resistance towards it, don't want to do it. But also I would say a lot of it's been a change in me, like what what gets me excited about going and working out. And over time, less and less I've been excited about just doing the same thing, just slinging weights around. I've uh, been kind of feeling that way for a while. I mean, after you've been doing it so long, uh, you know, it gets a little old but I would say social media has accelerated that watching. And this is no knock against anyone who's posting fitness content on Instagram, because I'll argue that everything's a double edged sword. Like I would say that for everyone posting cool stuff, it's spreading the word about fitness and hopefully getting more and more people excited about a health and fitness lifestyle. So that's great. I'm always happy to see more people working out, eating better, taking care of themselves. But the flip side is the social media aspect. Like, it's just this. I've reached this saturation point. I can't. I can't look at it anymore. I can't see another. You know, gym selfie or it's just like the same stuff. And man, I just. I. I can't take it. You're fed up. I'm just over it. So super over it. And I can't escape it. It's not like I could put. You know, put my phone down and not look at Instagram. Or not look at YouTube, but when I go into a gym, it's the same thing. I mean, I'm surrounded by it. We've done a, you know, we actually had inspired some of the videos we did for BPI 
where you had, you know, someone going into a gym and you got, you know, the one dude sitting on the bench and he's not just, you know, sitting there text messaging. It's like he's, I don't know what he's doing. He's writing an essay on Instagram and sitting there on the bench. It used to be one thing if someone was doing bench, you had to wait for them to finish their set. Now it's like you have to wait for them to finish their set. And then tweet about it. Dude, it's like, (laughs) you know, and so... You could politely ask, but how many times do you have to politely ask people in the gym before you just, you're over it? And so the whole fitness game has changed. It's so different. Like the mentality is different. I liked it because it was a different vibe. You went into the gym and the people that were in there, the regulars, they weren't fucking around. They were in there. It was serious. They, you know, they had their game face on. They had their goals and it just had a different vibe to it and now it's so much show it's so much show it's like you know and again you know i don't i'm not trying to offend anyone but if it offends someone fuck it it is what it is uh you know it's so much about fashion so much about social media so when it comes back to the content i've been looking at it saying okay i've done a lot of this stuff and it's cool but i'm really at a crossroads right now where how do you talk about stuff that you're not excited about? You know, it'd be one thing if I was cool with just putting out content because that's what people wanted, but that's not me. I'm not going to just put it out because other people want to see it. You know, there's plenty of other people out there now that are putting out, you know, content, some good, some not good, but uh, I got to put out stuff that I like, that it's fun for me because that's what this is. This is because I enjoy it. It's not because it pays my bills. I don't monetize ads on YouTube. I'm not slinging products. I'm not doing any of that. I'm only doing it because I enjoy sharing information. And so if I'm not excited about it, I don't want to do it. And so you take all these things that have happened this year and it just kind of like I had to pump the brakes and say, all right, you know, I'm, I'm tapped out right now. I'm not feeling this. Yeah. And uh, and it's funny because like, you know, being a in this universe, the social media fitness universe, you know, I'm a fan of different people. I always come up, Hey, here's one person doing something really well. Um, most people when they're doing good or great, they double down and triple down and we're, you are at a, you know, reaching new heights and you're just like, fuck this for now. You know what I mean? It's which, which is tough because you know, look, so I could give you some similar examples you look at YouTube and some of the people are really popular on YouTube. I remember when several years ago, a buddy of mine out in California was like, hey, dude, you got to check out this dude named Casey Neistat. He's like a YouTube beast. Never heard of him before at that point. No one was talking about him at that point, but he had already had a couple breakout uh, videos and he had just started doing his daily vlogs. This is the very beginning of it. And I looked at that and what impressed me about it was that he was doing daily vlogs. Because anyone who's shot content, so to go shoot it, especially something that is, like he really tries to put it together. He just doesn't do it haphazardly. So to conceptualize it, to shoot it, to edit it, and put it up in one day and do it every day for 365 days a year, man, hats off. So I was impressed with that. But I watched this guy go through this transition where what he was doing was unique to him. It was his style. And over time, as he got more and more notoriety for it, people started copying it. It became everybody's vlog style, daily vlog, you know. So what made him unique in the beginning all of a sudden now makes him just like everybody else. And I have to think that, you know, like he's a filmmaker at heart. And if you're a filmmaker at heart, that means you're an artist. And if you're an artist, you want to do unique, cool shit. 
and you want to do it your own way. And uh, so he had to have found himself at this crossroads where on one hand, you're known for a certain thing, right? He's known for doing these daily vlogs. He's known for riding a skateboard through New York City. He's known for certain things. And those things that make him known are the things that people expect of him and want to see over and over. But then on the other side, he has to feel some sort of resistance towards it. Like, man, I'm really sick of this shit. Like, I want to do something fucking new. I don't care if people like it. But it's his bread and butter. It's like he has to do it. Has to do it but doesn't want to do it. And so I'm nowhere near that level. But I feel that way. I feel like what's expected, what people want to see, you know, and you do feel an obligation. If someone on YouTube subscribes to your channel, they obviously saw something that they liked and they want to see more of it. How can you fault someone for that? For sure. So if all of a sudden someone comes to my channel and says, hey, I love what this dude is doing. He's in the gym. He's explaining, you know, how to train with weights and machines. And, and I love that. But then all of a sudden I'm at a point where I'm just like oh, saturated, want to do something new. Yeah, it's going to disappoint some people. And there's really nothing I can do other than compromise myself and say, okay, well, I'm not going to do what I like. I'm going to do what other people expect of me. But that's not me. Yeah, it's not going to be the James Grage YouTube channel anymore. So that's where I've been, you know, drifting away from that. I, you know, and you saw me start doing a lot of stuff outside of the gym, which was kind of where I was at. I just, you know, I got sick and tired of being stuck in the gym. It's like I felt like my world was a bunch of boxes. I woke up in a box called my house and I got in a box called my car and went to the office, another box and go to the gym, another box. Matter of fact, they even called gyms a box, right? These CrossFit, <laughs> CrossFit gyms. People, yeah. yeah. It's like boxes and boxes. And I felt like I lived in a box and considering the way I grew up, I grew up in, in Northern California outside doing things, mountain biking was on the river and the ocean and, you know, hiking, backpacking and, and now I just feel cooped up in an office all the time. And the gym was one of my few outlets. And so one of my few outlets where I go, it's kind of like that's my form of meditation, right? Some people do martial arts or, you know, do yoga. Well, th that's what the gym is for me. People always say, well, why don't you really listen to much music in the gym? Like when I do my set, I don't have music and I close my eyes, right? People sometimes startle me when I'm in the middle of a set if they, you know – come up to me because I'm in the zone. Like mm -hmm. that's where it's, it's relaxing for me. Like even when it hurts, even when it's that pain is actually relaxing because that pulls all my focus into that one thing and takes my mind off everything else. Right. I'm not worried about anything else that's going on. I'm not worried about anything at the office, I'm not worried about four hurricanes coming. I'm just thinking about that one set. So with that being kind of corrupted over, you know, time, it kind of was ruining that too. So I started getting out of the gym and I started grabbing my bands and I was going to the beach or I was training. Even here, we got a gym right here in the office, but I was going right out in the parking lot. Yeah, it's a warehouse and stuff. I mean, yeah. people on, if you look at your YouTube page now, before you even kind of started slowing down on the content, our last series was a was complete bands. bands workout and people loved it. I mean, people now are commenting on it and we talk about everything YouTube like, hey, you know what? People might not. And nobody was really doing this kind of like taking your whole gym, your five day split into with 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 resistance bands. So when that's there was a void there, you know, so I'd always use bands. I've got videos going back to 2008 using bands, but I use them with free weights. So the strongest I ever was, I was using a lot of uh, variable resistance, so chains and bands in combination with free weights. And 
but I could see the the functionality. I mean, look, you can almost take these things anywhere. But the ones that I was using back then, they were the tube kind with the carabiners on the end. And then they had handles and all these different attachments. And so then it was just like this big duffel bag that weighed 20-something pounds. And it just really wasn't that mm-hmm. portable. Uh, it was great for, you know, maybe being at home where you could set all this stuff up. But, you know, for just being able to throw it in my backpack. Yeah, I live out of a backpack. Yeah. It was just it was too much stuff. Uh, so then I started using, you know, the loop style resistance bands, which we did the whole series with, and I loved the portability of them. And the thing that I started to realize, no one had ever really tried it. No one who was like really into just weight training said, fuck, fuck the gym. I'm going straight bands. Nobody big in the fitness industry took that leap. No, I mean, you're going to see people bounce back and forth or use bands when they travel. That was a popular thing. Well, hey, they're great when you travel or supplement, supplement your workout with, hey, they're great when you know this or hey, they're great when that. But I was like, no, they're great, period. Your body doesn't know the difference between free weights versus bands. Resistance is resistance. So once I got past that, once I got past that fear of like, okay, I'm going to lose strength or maybe I'm going to lose muscle and just dove into it. And that's why I tested it. I'm like, let me just do months months of bands and no gym and then i started really appreciating the freedom of it so it was like i could train in the gym if i wanted to with them i could train in my backyard i could train in the park i could train on the beach i could train airport. anywhere I, did, I remember that <laughs> i did a video where i did it in the airport it's pretty funny i did it right next to uh the the moving walkway and people were uh looking at me like I was batshit right. crazy. Right. I did one in Starbucks. Yeah, I remember that. <laughs> I did one in Starbucks, and they definitely thought I was crazy. Actually, some people were really offended. Not the people in Starbucks, but people on YouTube. Yeah. Yeah, they're like... How dare you disrespect one of Mother's yeah, companies? I, I thought it was kind of funny. I mean, you know, just to bust out a full, it is, it is full funny. workout and it, and in it's, Starbucks. And it's, you know, once you get over too many people like... Too many people care how they look or what, whatever it is. Dude, freedom. And that was the one thing that I saw with why we had fun with the bands, even for us shooting it, you know, the series. We went out to the beach and got to hang out on the beach while you were doing resi- – I mean, it literally, it oh, doesn't on, restrict you. And what did we say? It was like a one ton of weights in a five-pound bag because literally – Three-pound was- three bag. And you know what? Uh, I think that's, that's the cool part. Is there something awesome about – working out with free weights of course are do i like the sound of you know plates clanking together and of course i do you know there's something awesome about just picking up really heavy shit it makes you know it's like brings out our inner caveman or something (laughs) so i like that and bands you know they don't make any noise and you know they don't clank they don't do anything cool like that it's an electric car yeah (laughs) even electric cars are getting kind of cool yeah an electric motorcycle an electric harley did you hear harley was coming out with electric harley are they that sucks was it just gonna be a little like a vespa no i think it's gonna look like a harley do you think they're gonna make like artificial harley sound you know they got that sound patented I know Harley. Or trademarked. Really? Oh, do they? That's awesome. Yeah. They probably will put that fake, you know. So now that's wow. that's terrible. I mean, that's Har- terrible. I, Harley's becoming huge in Europe, so I'm guessing that was their initiative over there. See, you know, I could get into a whole debate about this because so I drive my, you know, 67 Chevelle every day. That's now my daily driver. You know, whatever. I sold my, I sold my daily driver uh, about a year and a half ago. I had that G-Wagon, mm-hmm. a G63. Sold that and said, screw it. The Chevelle's been sitting in the garage it falls apart if I don't drive it. So I was committed to making that my daily driver, which I do. And where we're at here in Florida, we're right next to one of the Tesla dealerships. So there are Teslas galore. Mm-hmm. Every fifth car is a Tesla. And 
maybe it's just me, but I feel like they sneer at me, you know, because <laughs> here I'm getting 10 miles to the gallon, you know, with a big block. But I don't know, like is I think Teslas are cool. First of all, they're fast, right? You, you see a million videos on YouTube about how fast these things are, and they are fast. And I think that was one of the things that Tesla did right. They took all the stigmas of electric cars and got rid of it. Like people used to think electric cars look lame. They did. So they made it look cool. It's yep. got nice lines to it. Electric cars are slow, so they made it blazing fast. Electric cars don't have any kind of, you know, life or, you know, like, what would you call it? Longevity? Uh, well, longevity. No, I mean, you know, mileage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, how many miles can you, you drive? Can, right, right, So, uh, and these things, you know, whatever, I think you can go, what, 300 miles something on Something like that, yeah, do something. They got charging stations everywhere, but I would still argue that they're not really green. Okay. I would argue that they're not really green and it's some people would make the argument, okay, well, you know, most of our electricity still comes from coal. You still got to plug it in. I'm not even going to make that argument. I'm going to talk about batteries. What are you going to do with all these batteries? We don't have the technology to, to recycle. Them. I mean, look up until this you know, point, we live off of batteries, but you're talking about like little double A batteries, little tiny batteries. That whole car is batteries. So what are you going to do with it? I mean, is, you know, is Musk going to send them into space? He did. Yeah, that's his part. No, no, I'm talking about all the old dead batteries. So, you know, I think it might be a temporary solution, a good solution right now for emissions. But I don't think it's a long-term solution. We'll see. It's like we'll the see iPhone. What are, what are the impacts of putting that iPhone to your head every day? We'll see. It's, <laughs> it's too new. It's, it's, I mean, exactly. look, and it's, it's not like cell phone technology is super new, but it's, it is. Think about it. It's only really been probably in the last 15 years, right, that people really started using them at the level they do now, where they're just on them constantly. So, yeah, another 15, 20 years from now, we'll find out. That shit will be attached to our brain, man. I think it'll be the same thing with, you know, the Tesla batteries. So, but what I was, what I was trying to compare it to Maybe that's is, why he's really digging the tunnel uh, under L.A. That's to bury all these batteries. He's just pretending he's not bury, even bury, doing it. Bury the bodies. But so, the point I was trying to make was that traditional, like right now you're driving a traditional metal weights lifting and you, you know, this new electric car is the resistance bands of the future. So, you know. Yeah, well, look, you know, the funny thing is I've watched them since 2008 where people thought they were lame. They thought resistance bands were lame. Uh, and then it was like, well, those are for old people. That's for rehab. Okay, well, yeah, they're kind of good for traveling. Now the women have really adopted them. It's all, But it's all about booty, right? They're the little short resistance band, and they do all the booty workouts. They do, like, side lunges and squats, and, you know, everything's about booty now, right? The last five years have been all about booty. Mm-hmm. It used to be about boobs. Now it's about booty, So, which is cool, but – where you don't see a lot of it is on, you know, a lot of the guys are still real hesitant because they all have the same fear that I did, which is I'm going to lose strength and I'm going to lose size, which you don't. You don't. Like, I guarantee that if I ate the same way and was just as regimented with my nutrition and trained at the same intensity level that I did with free weights, I'd maintain the same amount of strength and muscle. The difference is people are like, well, hey, your physique has changed. That's because of the bands. No, it's not because of the bands. It's because my intensity level has changed because I'm also at a little bit different place. Like, you know, for me, I, I think it's an evolution where my priorities, again, are different. It used to be about like and my priorities were kind of a little whacked. You know, it was like it was an extreme. You know, if you're walking around shredded 365 for years and years, like, dude, I've been doing this for over 20 years and I challenge anyone, like, I don't know too many people that have been doing it 
consistently as long as I have. I see a lot of people, you know, hitting it hard over the last five years, some even 10 years, you know, but I've been doing this. Well, I started training when I was 16 and I've never really stopped. Even after that car accident, that was the first place I went, shuffled in on a walker with casts on my arms. And I still went back to the gym. So I've always had that commitment to it, but you know, now my priorities have changed. Like I think it's okay to like not have super shredded abs all the time. I made a post on Instagram about it that there was no way a couple years ago that I would post a picture, you know, if I wasn't really dice and it was a type of body dysmorphia. It's like just having, well, how about this? It's just having really whacked expectations. Like my standard for myself was so ridiculously high that, you know, if I didn't meet that expectation, then I didn't want to share that because I felt like that was a failure in some way. But you're also a co-founder of a sports nutrition company, a top five, where in a space five years ago, we were more of a hardcore brand. You have to have that your your owner's not going to look like, you know, your co-founder's not going to be a little flimsy guy. You know what I mean? So, Well, dude, if I ever get flimsy, then, you know, <laughs> we're, we're going to have to have a conversation. But no, my priorities are different. Like, I would rather do different things now. I would rather, you know, take more time and get out there and travel, see awesome places, but not give up my fitness goals. And that's the thing, you know, I don't want to substitute one for another and say, okay, screw it. I'm not going to travel and do all these things because that lifestyle is restrictive. I don't care what anyone says. If you want to be shredded all the time, you become very, very robotic. Like all my friends are professional bodybuilders and, you know, physique competitors, your life is like, it has to be, like I've described it before, very programmatic, right? You do the same things the same way every day. It's like, dude, you're a walking robot. And so then you don't want to do anything. Your friends invite you out. You don't want to go. It's not you part know, of the regimen. Not part of the regimen. Vacation, you know, it's the enemy, right? I remember going on vacation to Dominican Republic one time. is before I was competing in a show. This was probably, I don't know, 14 years ago. I was doing a show here in Florida, a bodybuilding show, and it was probably like three weeks before this show. And here I was like bribing the cook every morning to, you know, crack open egg whites and, you know, not use oil. And because at the time they were looking at me like I was, you know, wacko. But, you know, all my friends that I went with, they're drinking. It was a resort where it's like all inclusive. So they're drinking, no hanging out in the pool. Yeah. And here I am just like, you know, cranking down on myself and I still had fun, but I wasn't having their level of fun. But that's the sacrifice you make if you want to, you know, if you want to accomplish some of these goals. So I look back and I don't have any regrets about it, but I'm at a different point now where I realize that I can probably have a little bit better balance. I can compromise a little bit of that conditioning, say, okay, I don't need to be as ripped and shredded all the time. As long as I can see a little bit of abs, I'm super that's happy. Go, yeah. Dude, that's, that's, that's called beach body. Right. So that's kind of my goal now is like, you know, a good beach body look, but be able to live the lifestyle I want, be able to, like I said, if I want to go on vacation or if I want to go backpacking for a week, I can throw my bands in my backpack because, you know, when you're backpacking, everything's about weight. It comes down to ounces, not pounds. Mm -hmm. You know, so a lot of people don't want to take anything. If you're going on a six day trip, most of your pack is all food. But I can I can go ahead and bring a couple it's, bands with it's, me. And it's hashtag fitness freedom. Fitness freedom. That's what it it really is coming down. So a lot of you know going back to where I've been, a lot of it's been like this culmination of all these things going on at the same point, and it's kind of like an evolution for me. It's just I'm at a different place right now, and some people say, hey, that's getting you know like 
maybe older or different. Nah, it's just wanting different things. Like I want, I want to go out there and have more fun. I want to have a little more adventure and the bodybuilding lifestyle is so damn restrictive, so restrictive. And for what? Like for what? It'd be one thing if I was, you know, doing competitions or if I'm doing a magazine cover, but even that, like the one behind me right above my head here for Inside Fitness up in Canada, they also uh, have that in South Africa and Australia. I I told Terry Frendo, who owns the magazine, I said, look, I said, I'm not going to get super diced for this. Like I'm kind of at a different place and, you know, and I, I have a different message that I want to share now, which is you can still be in great shape and have a little bit better balance. I don't have to do a super hardcore diet and just eat, you know, egg whites and chicken breasts and broccoli plain all the time that I can eat healthy, but still be in great shape if you train hard. I think that was a nice earlier this year, maybe a little bit before that, but that's the start of the evolution, the next chapter of your but by the by the way, I, was I li- knew that I was, was gonna happen. Yeah, we that totally were, we totally blew past that half hour. That was like totally, ten minutes ago, dude. So forget that. I know we said we were gonna make half hour episodes, but apparently we're on episode back. one, that's that's out the window. No, but but I mean, uh, so I'm kind of excited about what you're doing with this stuff, and you know, you know about me. I'm just kind of live vicariously when you went on that trip with your family with the Winnebago and just kind of <laughs> traveled across. I was just like, this. You know, that was just, that's the, the cool stuff, especially now. I mean, you're talking about this, you know, but, but people like me, I mean, between that millennial, let's say that's our, that's the, you guys are setting that dream of, of freedom for us. And it's not only in the fitness world, but just in life, life in general, it's to find that balance of like, I want to travel when I want and do the shit I want to do, you know? So, so here it's like, I felt like I was talking out both sides of my mouth before I tell you on one hand, if you want to accomplish these goals and make all this shit happen in your life. You have to be super structured, regimented, and consistent, you know, focused. That's how you get those things done. And it is. That's the only way. There's no shortcut. That's how you get it done. But it really comes down to, like, what do you want out of life, right? You could reach for the stars. You could build the biggest, baddest business in the world. But are you going to be happy in the end? Like, take take a Steve Jobs. He's the easy example, right? And I don't know because I didn't know the dude. I didn't hang out with him and have barbecues. But was the dude happy? From what most people see, it doesn't look like he was. Maybe he was. But I don't need a shit ton of money. I don't have to live in a monstrous house anymore. I don't need all those things because I realize that those don't bring me happiness. And I realize that being ripped and shredded all the time doesn't make me happy either. Mm. Like, And I met a lot of bodybuilders that are the most ripped and shredded, strongest, biggest people on the planet. And a lot of them aren't happy. That's- so it's it's just like anything else. People say money doesn't make you happy. Well, whatever ideas or emotions that you have attached to being in shape and how you think it's going to make you feel, you have to really evaluate it and say, okay, but at what level? It's like they did this study once and they said, all right, at different income levels, let's compare that to happiness. So at the lowest level, when people were b- below the poverty line, yes, it caused a lot of problems, right? trying to figure out how you're going to feed your kids or pay your bills or keep the lights on. Yeah, that can make you pretty unhappy. But they found that once people reached a certain income level, and it was pretty low, it was, you know, whatever it was, uh, maybe let's say it's $40,000 a year. That and above, it didn't matter if they made $40 billion, there really was no change in their level of happiness. So as long as you can take care of your responsibilities, you got a roof over your head, you can feed your family, take care of your kids or whatever – Anything beyond that's not going to make you happier. 
So if it's not going to make me happier, I'd rather spend more of that time and energy into other things that is going to make me happier. And I would say it's the same comparison with fitness is having just a little bit of abs and maybe a little cut on your shoulders is going to make you feel good. Fuck yeah, it's going to make you feel good. You're going to feel great. You're going to feel confident. But being ripped and shredded and having veins running up your abs and, you know, like getting to this point where it's all distorted, you know, your reality. Like when I think I'm out of shape, I'm like, oh, my God, I'm fat. People are like, what the hell is wrong with you? Do hmm. you have like you have like a real serious like body image issue? If you think you're fat, like you're out of shape is what I'm what my goal is. Yeah, exactly. So it's like you, you got to keep it it's in perspective. Weird. Right, right, right. Um, I think that's a great way to wrap it up. I'm going to talk about. Let's get into a couple things that are just happening around us now. Um, so just to wrap it up a little bit, we'll film this every Tuesday. So today is actually 9-11. We'll be recording it, but it'll be dropping tomorrow. It is so 9-11. Yeah, you know, I mean, which I I think that i uh, be disrespectful not to yeah, for sure. not to address it. Uh, yeah, it was, you know, I, I think it is right in line with everything that we're talking about. You know, we were talking about as an individual feeling knocked down, you know, and how do you how do you pick yourself back up again? And I think, you know, if we go back to when this all happened as a nation, we felt knocked down. But, you know, look at the flip side. Look at what came out of it. I saw people rallying together and I saw people stepping up and, you know, we really started to recognize a lot of people as being heroic for their ability in the face of adversity to step up, you yeah. know, and to say, okay, this, the situation sucks, but you know, Hey, let's, let's, I mean, that refound, uh, respect we have for our first responders and our mm-hmm. you know policemen and the military and everything. I mean, it was just a different level. Like I was, I was a kid. I remember being in 10th grade and our teacher just pointed it out like, Hey, look at this, this happening. And I just remember people, cause in Miami, you do have a lot of New York transports, you know, you have a lot yep. of people that, so I remember kids running out of the building, calling their family and all that stuff. And I know you were probably in the West coast when it happened. Yeah, I was in California. So I woke up to it hmm. and I, which, which was really surreal because all I saw was this big gaping hole inside of, you know, tower one. And, uh, to me, it looked like a missile. You know, I couldn't conceptualize, you know, in that moment, you know, as I'm rubbing the sleep out of my eyes that uh, that a plane crashed into it. So that was a really bizarre uh, feeling. But again, you know, going back to just how everybody handled the situation, that's what I was talking about. That's what leadership is, is, you know, when the going gets tough, you know, who are the ones who who step up and say, okay, let me put my game face on and, you know, let's plow through this. And and that's what you have to do. You know, emotions serve us well in certain things. You know, it can be a good motivator. Like fear can be a good motivator, but I would say that you got to be careful about that because you can be really driven and get a lot of stuff done in your life to avoid pain and avoid fear, but that can't be your primary reason. So I would say that you got to mitigate your emotions and, you know, look, it's love and compassion and all those things, you know, positive emotions, that's great and it serves us well, but when things get tough it's really easy to start feeling sorry for ourselves, and you can't do it sometimes you just got to push all those feelings out and just say all right what's the what's the task in front of me and how am i going to tackle it yep 17 years later and we'll we'll always remember so Um, i do want to you you were starting to talk about the website uh and i do want to mention something before we jump into that 
And that's, you know, going back to everything that we just talked about, all these like changes going on. So I do have some cool stuff in the works. Uh, I've been working on something on the side uh, just to kind of get my creative juices flowing. So I've been talking about how I've been feeling a little bit stifled. So working on a project, uh, which is kind of cool because it's very uh, synergistic with everything that we do at BPI. I say that BPI, you know, we make sports supplements, but we're not a supplement company. We're a health and fitness company, and that's why we provide training plans and nutrition plans, and that's why, you know, I do what I do as well because I believe in that. I enjoy helping people reach their fitness goals because I do feel like it's a stepping stone for other things. Uh, so – a lot of people have asked me about, you know, like what bands you buy and what training plans. Oh yeah, lately it's been the number one question. So, actually putting something together, been working on it here. So, going to be launching something within about a month. I, and I actually need a little bit of help. So, everyone that's listening right now, if you've ever followed, or if you're on IG Live right now. If you've ever followed one of my resistance band programs and you liked it, you found it helpful, I could definitely use some awesome feedback, uh, some stuff that I'd love to share on the website and, uh, you know, kind of put up some some testimonials, some people that, you know, followed some of the stuff and have gotten good results from it. So I have an email set up with a new website, which is ask, A-S-K, at jamesgrage.com. If you could hit me up. Uh, you know, whatever you have to say. And, and by the way, in that email is there not just for this. It's for any kind of questions or comments or, you know, topics that, that you want me to discuss. You'll basically you're just tell them that's something you'll read. That's you know, a- we can't get to all the YouTube comments. We can't get to all the Instagram yeah. comments. But we will actively be looking at ask at jamesgrage.com for your guys' comments, feedback, yep. you know, what you want to see next from James. I know, you know, like the some of this came from just everybody asking, like, Ooh, where the hell, what kind of bands do you use? Where the hell? It's like, here, this is what I use. Yep. I'll just give you guys exactly what it is that I use. And so some of it is just, you know, it's, again, just sharing what I'm doing. This is the stuff that I'm into, and there's a reason why I'm doing it. And so, uh, you know, that's all I've ever been committed to is whatever's going on in my life, sharing it with everyone and saying, hey, this is what I'm up to. Here's why I do what I do. Here's what's running through my head. Uh, so this is just an extension. It's the exact same thing. This is where I'm at in my life. Like we talked about, it's kind of like this, you know, fitness freedom. Mm-hmm. Uh, so be, uh, I'll be sharing that. Got some cool stuff and been working on that. That's been my nighttime project. Right. So it's like out of everything else going on, everything with BPI, you know, hustling here during the day and then to go home at night and uh, work on this stuff, which, you know, amidst everything else sometimes gets tough when you're feel like you're getting punched left and right it's easy to just say okay i need a timeout on everything but i've stayed committed to this and that's another reason why i've taken a break from the youtube and from uh, the podcast is because been focusing on this so but i could definitely use help guys if you uh hit me up definitely uh you know i get some awesome comments but they get kind of lost in all the comments on youtube and so trying to you know go through and go back and find them uh, but if you could hit me up, that would be awesome. I could really use your support on that. And we and, have... And some other cool things, though. If you loved all the 
you know, people still talk about when's the new game C games coming, when's the, you know, the mission shred stuff and more ATT content. Well, right now, if you look at bpisports.com, we're rerunning all the previous episodes you've done of your ATT yep. game C games and the mission shred one where you hit the stage at the Olympia last year or two years ago. No, that was the Arnold, the, the Arnold yeah. um, last year. So those are actually really cool series. If you go to bpisports.com, there's plenty of James Grage on there as well. And also just to break it down, since we're kind of moved on to a new podcast platform, you guys will see us literally everywhere. Some of the places you can find the James Grage theory right now, and you can subscribe is Apple Podcasts, iTunes. We got Spotify. We got Google Play Podcasts, Overcast, Pocket Cast, Radio Public, Anchor, Breaker, um, Castbox, a uh, few others, but Stitcher is is probably a nice hub too. But again, all of this you can find on jamesgrage.com, the new revamped jamesgrage.com. Um, and this episode yeah. will be up, you know, first season will be up tomorrow. And that, that was the big thing. So, you know, there was a disconnect in the past between when we would record these things. We were trying to put in multiple places. We were trying to put on YouTube and a lot of that YouTube audience – they, some of some people liked it, but a lot of people said, hey, I just want more of the fitness stuff. That's why I subscribe. So keeping YouTube separate, but it was also getting these up more timely. There was such a major delay, which we actually had to re-upload all these episodes. So if you had already subscribed to iTunes or to Spotify, if you saw some of these older episodes hitting again, that's because we re-uploaded them. But uh, kind of had to start nice and clean and fresh. So we're here right now on IG Live. But this is going to be hitting tonight or tomorrow morning with iTunes and Spotify as well. So now they're going to go up timely and we'll be able to crank these things out on a weekly basis. But, uh, yeah, I mean, look, that's that's where I've been. That's what's been running through my head. Uh, it's what I have coming up, you know, new cool stuff. And I, I'm looking forward to sharing that with you guys, what exactly I'm doing. I'm uh, pretty excited about it. It's my own personal little pet project but there's going to be a lot of tie-in there with bpi and we'll be doing some some cool giveaways and doing some live content and uh just gonna start having fun again i think that's where it's at you gotta if you want to make stuff happen i was thinking about this the other day and it's such a simple statement but it's so true you've you got to be passionate you got to be excited about something because that's what's going to push you past all the adversity and you know it's when the going gets tough, it's so easy to quit. It's so easy to just throw in the towel and say, fuck it. But uh, if you're excited about something, it's like that light at the end of the tunnel. And it pushes you through. And so with all the stuff that's been going on, that this little side project has kind of been that one thing that's just like that one fun project that I'm working on. It's not that I don't have fun at BPI. We do. We make sure that every day we're, we're having fun. Right. But, you know, 10 years of BPI. 10 years of, you know, we've been, you know, going at it hard. And uh, so this is something fun that uh, I think that I think if you liked any of the content I've done in the past and you're going to appreciate this, you'll appreciate the vibe because it's 100 percent me. Like if ever I put out any kind of, you know, content or done anything that's like me through and through, then this is it. Okay, cool. I think that's going to be it for us. We're wrapping up episode one, and we will see you guys next Wednesday. Cool.